Welcome to The Philosopher and the Psychologist, a podcast where all topics related to human life can be discussed, featuring thinker, writer and global nomad Nadim Mekki, also known as Dr. Kanieshna, and Caroline Müller, online psychologist, Buddhist therapist and mindfulness trainer. Now make yourself comfortable, relax and enjoy the conversation. Good morning, Caroline Müller. How are you today? Good morning, Dr. Kanieshna. I'm very good. So, like uh, usual, uh, we are going to talk about uh, a topic that is related to psychology and to life. Today, we're going to talk about losing weight and especially its um, psychological aspects. So, the first thing I would like to ask you to go directly into the topic. When I think about losing weight, for me, I consider it as something that is very physical. We're talking here about weight. So I think everybody knows if you want to lose weight, you have to eat less, move more. Just by eating less, you lose weight. Or just by eating the same that you eat and you move more, you will also lose weight. Sounds easy, right? Sounds very easy. So the first question I would like to ask you, why are we here talking about, or to say the question in a different way, what does psychology has to do in losing weight? This is a very good question because obviously it looks as if it's more something to talk about with a personal trainer, right? Or with a nutritionist, maybe, you know? Or just with fasting. Or <laughs> just with fasting. <laughs> talk to your mom. <laughs> yes, of course. Like... You make the Ramadan 12, 12 months a year <laughs> and you, you have the result. And uh, interestingly, even fasting, like long periods of fasting are related to having a longer life. There are studies that show that if you fast certain months a year or certain time of the year, you live longer. Eating less is very healthy for you. But in our society, we eat too much because everything is in abundance. The fridge is always full. Huh? It's very easy. So... Why actually losing weight is, has something to do with psychology at all? It is because this rule that you said, eat less or move more or both together, it seems so easy, but there are so many people who struggle with that. So, I mean, it's like math, you know, it's so easy. Like just burn more calories than you put in your mouth, right? Very easy. But the psychological side is actually... Um, not necessarily that people don't understand this. People have problems applying this rule. Per people sabotage themselves. They have bad thinking patterns. They don't know how to think like a thin person. This is more or less uh, the same. think like a thin person? Yeah. Like what some, do you mean? Like how does somebody think who is overweight, for example, and how does somebody think who is thin, skinny, average weight, you know? Or even like, how does somebody think who is uh, underweight, like somebody who is anorexic? These people have different thinking patterns. They think in a different but when, way. But when you say, how do, how do they think, you, you mean they think about what? Like, what's the difference between my thinking uh, if I'm overweight or my thinking if I'm skinny or well? Like thinking, you, you're talking about thinking about what? Because I don't see the difference if I'm... Uh, if I, if I weigh 200 kilograms or if I weigh 50 kilograms, I mean, what's the impact on my thinking about uh, 
politics or about uh, no, of course. thinking about what? Thinking of, about the food? Of course, thinking? thinking about food-related related things, how to eat, what to eat. For example, let give me an easy example, okay? Okay. So let's say you are at a party, you already had your dinner, and somebody comes and offers you, I don't know, burger or whatever, you know, they <laughs> offer you something to eat. It never happened to me. <laughs> Oh, I think you just forgot. <laughs> so anyways, just imagine the example. You're already full or you, you don't want to eat because you want to lose weight, for example. Somebody who who thinks like a thin person would, for example, say, no, I already had dinner. I don't want to eat this. I will politely decline the offer or I already ate a lot for lunch and I had already a small dinner. I don't want to eat more. It's good if I eat less. Somebody who's overweight would for or who's struggling with weight, not necessarily to be overweight, but who's struggling with this would maybe think, oh yeah, but if I decline this, if I if I don't uh, take the food, it's impolite, or I just one bite, why? What's the problem? You know, if I I start my diet tomorrow again, or um, I don't know, uh, I just need this today because I had a very hard day. I deserve to eat this burger now, even though. Technically, if you look at the mathematical formula, don't eat more than you burn in calories. This rule just sabotages the goal. If you want to lose weight, these kind of sabotaging thoughts don't help you to lose weight. But I have the feeling that those thoughts that you're talking about, mm -hmm. they happen so quickly. I have the feeling we're like, like we're not necessarily so conscious about those thoughts. I mean, someone... I'm full, for example, and someone offers me, I don't know what to eat, something that I like. You know? mm -hmm. Okay, you say a burger, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to have to to consider all those thoughts and, oh, maybe uh, uh, I should accept, maybe it's impolite if I refuse, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I just say yes, and I'm happy to eat it. No. Yeah, but like, are, this is... are you on a diet right now? If you I mean, on a What do you mean to be on a diet? If you If you have, let's say you want to lose weight. You have the goal, I don't know, there's whatever event in the future, you want to lose five kilograms of weight. So you have a certain goal towards which you work. Okay, I want to lose weight, so I have to eat less. So, But there are people who struggle to maintain, to constantly walk in this direction and work on this goal. So there will uh, often or often it shows that these kind of people who struggle to lose weight, that they have certain thinking patterns that are not helpful. So, for example, they will say, hmm, should I eat it or should I not eat it? Often they have even a little battle in between, you know, because they think, oh, it looks so delicious. I would love to eat it, ah, but I should not. Because but I'm it's not tired. everybody that has a battle like this? Many people do, but if you don't have the goal of losing weight, then it's not the battle, then you just do what you want. I mean, you, do you, are you on a diet? Do you want to lose weight right now? I don't think so. So you don't even, th it's not important for you. Yeah, but uh, I mean, someone who doesn't want to lose, let's talk about someone who doesn't want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Maybe in this way we can understand more like the psyche of someone who wants mm -hmm. the, the psychological dynamics, dynamics of someone who wants to lose weight. If I don't want to lose weight, and if I don't have this battle or if I don't consider this battle, then maybe I will become overweighted, no? If I just eat whatever comes to me. I didn't understand what you mean. Like someone who doesn't, you say, you, you, you talked about me, for example, you mm -hmm. say, but you, do you want to lose weight? Mm -hmm. So let's suppose I don't want to lose weight. 
and then you offer me food. So why would I say no at a certain point? Because people who are thin, okay, they have certain, like people who are thin are not usually thin just for since five months. They are thin or skinny all their life, you know. There are people who always have the same body shape. What's important is that these people, they also regulate how they eat. You, for example, I know from you when you say, oh, I had a very, very big lunch. Dinner is going to be smaller today. I had enough. I don't need to eat so, so much. So everybody is actually regulating what they eat and how much they eat. But people who have a normal weight, they are just much better at it. But they don't even know that they are doing it necessarily because it's just so automatic. And this is the same for overweight people. They have all these thinking patterns and they're so automatic. And this is why at the end they are struggling to lose weight because these mechanisms of I would have just one bite or ah, today I deserve because I had a hard day, I can eat an ice cream, whatever. But they do all of this, but they don't have mechanisms to regulate the calories or the food that they eat in a way so that they actually have a normal weight. You understand? Mm -hmm. So you, in your practice, in your online practice mm -hmm. as a psychologist, you have people who come to you, who consult you to lose weight? Yes. And how do they come to the idea to, to see a psychologist to lose weight? Is it like... Like, is it common? Or, uh, like, I don't know about people who go to see, oh, uh, you see, you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm tried diets and uh, it doesn't work or something. Oh, I'm going to see a psychologist because I, I want to lose weight. Like, does it, is it common? It's not the first uh, thing they think about, right? I mean, if you ask somebody who wants to lose weight, they first step is that they go to the gym or they hire a professional coach or they, I don't know, start Weight Watchers or whatever. The psychologist is most of the time like the last stop, the last point where they go because the people are so frustrated. I have people who struggle with their weight for actually since, since their childhood. For many, many years, they try to lose weight. They're even successful because people who try to lose weight a lot and to always regain it and then lose it again, and then they keep their their weight for a few years, and then again they gain weight. They are experts. They know exactly what to eat. They know exactly that they should exercise. They know exactly that they shouldn't eat, uh, I don't know, burger or whatever, you know. They know all of this, but they have struggles with their willpower. They think that they are weak. And this is mainly because they have automatic sabotaging thinking patterns and they don't know, which is also very interesting or very important aspect of losing weight. What does it mean for you to eat? How do you feel? What does it symbolize it symbolizes for you? you know? Is it something where you feel relaxed or something where you feel loved? Or, you know, why do you eat? This is so important. The importance, I mean, they know that they have to eat more salad than industrial food. It's very, very obvious, you know? Yeah, but, uh, you, you know, like, it's rare that we ask ourselves why we do, do we eat. It's like, so, I mean, we need to eat otherwise. First of all, we, we, we feel hunger and we, we eat. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, uh, every animal does this. Yes, but at a certain point, you're not hungry anymore, huh? I think uh, sometimes if you eat eat quickly, you know, you you don't feel the the how do you call it? the feeling like opposite of hunger in English. Uh, feel the, the full. 
Maybe feeling full or satiated or something. Yeah. Anyways, like you don't feel have this feeling of being full that like quickly. Satisfied, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if you eat quickly, you know, because eating is enjoyable, right? Of course. You of enjoy, course. I think almost everybody enjoys enjoys eating. So and eating is uh, also associated with uh, gatherings. It's a social activity. It's like uh, also like drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, we eat with the family or we eat with friends or when we make parties, we eat together. So, yeah, I mean, you eat, you eat, you eat, you, you enjoy. Of course, of so course. So why would you stop if you could just uh, eat a little bit more, you know, and then you can feel full like uh, after an hour, after stopping or half an hour? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I totally agree. Like everybody does this, but doing this on a daily base, this leads to... <laughs> Twice or three times a day. <laughs> twice a day, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is. <laughs> I totally agree. Of course, eating is pleasure. Eating is something social, and eating is something like we put something in our body to to stay alive. I mean, this is something so deeply rooted in us. You know, it's something so natural, something where you don't even think about. So, of course, eating is pleasure, just because of the mere fact that eating means life. Right? So you, you, the people, when they come, to, because you, you, you tell me, I have the feeling, or maybe I understood it wrong. You, I have the feeling. You, you tell me that the people who come to you, they already tried so many things, and it's as if because they are desperate, they go see a psychologist to lose weight. Exactly. Is but, it like this? Yeah. At the end. But why they they don't start with the psychologist? Because this is I don't know. I think it's just like not the first thing that people think about. This is not what's like commonly uh, said to the people if you want to lose weight you go to a psychologist no the first thing is you try it yourself you know i mean so what do you recommend to the people to do who want to lose weight should they start with a psychologist or should they start with the nutrition or should they start with the coach or all of it together or how does it work like for me personally when when people come to contact me let's say i always tell them i'm not a nutritionist except for like my basic knowledge of how to eat and what I believe is healthy, I'm not a nutritionist. So you need to bring at least a certain um, knowledge about what to eat. You know, you should get into the topic first. You should try it yourself. Why would you go to a psychologist if you want to lose five kilograms and you never struggled with this? So this is maybe why the psychologist also come always comes at the end of the line, you know, at the end of many trials. So, of course, try it yourself first. Like, go do some exercises, try to change your routine. But if you notice that you're always sabotaging yourself, you always fall back into your old patterns. If you notice that it's more about how you think or how your habits are, your mechanisms, then you should contact a psychologist because this is at the end an interior problem. It's not the problem that somebody offers you food. It's your problem. Uh, The problem lies in you because you are not able to control yourself to work towards your goal without, um, like little drawbacks you know people for example they they don't know how to deal with um how do you say that like with with failure you know if they have a day they go to i don't know a party or wedding and they eat like crazy even though they were on a diet then they say ah now this means i will never lose weight you know it's over i can just go back to my old routine like this for example is a very sabotaging kind of thinking you know that helps you to stay overweight so when they come to you those people 
okay, they tell you, okay, uh, hello, I want to lose weight and uh, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what do you do? The, first of all, it's about seeing where they're at right now. What's their weight? What's their situation? What do they try? What did they try? What's their knowledge already about nutrition? About you know, do they know this basic? Like you ask them questions. Do you know the difference between I don't know eating a steak and eating a carrot? Or, uh, <laughs> like... No, I ask them about their habits. What do, what did they try already? You investigate. I investigate. To see, like, uh... I just ask simple questions and let them talk. And by this, I know many many things about this already. <laughs> like, <laughs> because the people they like to tell you why they have their theories why they are overweight. I mean. Nobody is uh, weighs 150 kilograms and doesn't know why he weighs that much. You know. What do you mean by they have their theories? They I mean... think, for example, like oh, yeah, me, I, I, I eat always because I'm stressed, for example. You uh -huh. know? or like they know. Uh, so they they already like uh, link uh, eating too much or something with the psychological uh, situation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they tell you this by themselves. Yep, of course they know. They know themselves to a certain degree, right? Or they know, for example, I always eat when I'm lonely or I eat when I'm sad. Emotional uh -huh. eaters, for example. You know, this kind of stuff. The people, they know this. And what's come, what, what comes like the, the most? Like? Um, is there like a very common pattern? No, everybody everybody's different. But for sure, there are a lot of emotional eaters, like people who, when they are stressed or when they are sad or when they are angry or lonely, they eat because it gives them a, a certain comfort. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, but do, do they do it on a daily basis? But can they be uh, sad every day? Or? Yeah, of course. I mean, there are people who, let's say, stress is the best example. This is something that you do on a daily basis. There are many people who are um, having their own businesses or they work in just highly stressful work environment, and they they eat. They don't have the time to eat. It's a lunch, for example, so they go and they eat a chocolate or an ice cream instead of having a normal lunch, you know? Yeah, so then what do you do with them? It means that you, you try to identify uh, the psychological, maybe, cause of mm -hmm. uh, overeating, etc. Mm -hmm. And you try to work on this uh, psychological uh, cause? or uh, Like, for example, someone who, who comes and tells you, Like you, you start asking him questions, you investigate a bit, and then you find out, okay, he tells you by himself, for example, mm -hmm. or she tells you by herself, oh, I eat because I think when I'm stressed, I eat, and I, every day I'm stressed because in my work, it's a lot of stress. You know, like modern life in general is stressful, so yeah, I eat to compensate, uh, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, so what to do? <laughs> yeah. uh, like, can this person still be stressed and not eat? Or this person has to be not stressed anymore, but you know it's complicated. Here. Yeah. What do you do? There, there are many things that you have to that you can do. Let's say, let's take this example of somebody who's stressed, and um, let's say that this person um, also learned in their family that food is love, because this person, for example, let's say, grew up in a, in a big family, and the mother was always serving the food for everybody. You know, or you said here, eat something sweet, you will feel better. So. Food is love, is something where you feel, you know, you, you have this warm feeling of home. It's also something that relaxes you, maybe. And let's say that this person, yeah, is very busy, has a stressful job, you know. So what can you do? You cannot really remove the stress from the person's life. Impossible. But you can try to lower it. You can say, okay, let's try to take care of yourself. Let's try to reduce the stress because stress, obviously, is one of the factors why you eat 
Then you look at other factors because it's not just one thing that makes you eat. It's, for example, also the fact that food means love, means warmth, means a feeling of home, you know, you feel secure. So you try, first of all, you explain to the person what's happening. They have to see why they are doing what they're doing. And then you try to, to say, okay, let's implement new habits to give you the same feeling that you get when you're eating. Because, of course, this feeling of home, you can do it with food, or you can get it with food, but you can also get it with other things. And then it's about having a look at all the patterns or the habits that you have in the way how you sabotage yourself. You try to start to be aware why you eat certain things. For example, I, I give small rules to my, to my clients, like a big game changer often is to eat mindfully, for example, to, to just eat. While you eat, don't do anything else. Don't get distracted. Many people eat in front of the TV. What does it mean to eat mindfully? Because this we hear about it like more and more. We talk about mindful eating. Yeah, it what, means what does to, it mean? It means on a very basic level to say it as easy as possible, be there where you eat. Be with your brain, with your food. Don't play with the phone. Don't uh, watch TV. Just eat and have the full experience. Smell the food, see it eat it and enjoy it. Don't be with your brain somewhere else, you know, because then you will be aware of what you eat and how much and when you eventually are Because if you think about it, most of the time when we eat, what do we do with our brain, with our thoughts? We, we either we... Maybe we, it's, the, the, it's, it's a part of the problem, no? Yes, because you, because this, you know, this, this mechanism, like the, the arm that has the fork in the hand and it goes to the mouth, it happens quite easily. You know it since you were a baby, you know, you know how to put things in your mouth. So it happens very automatic. But when you're not aware of what you're eating, because this movement happens so perfectly uh, automatized, you are not aware of what you're eating. So you don't feel that you're full, actually. You're not aware of what you're eating. Mm -hmm. So being aware of what you're eating can help? Can help a lot. Or I give them a simple rule of never eat when you're standing. You have to always sit. So this um, avoids, for example, snacking. All the time, snacking here, snacking there. No, you have to sit and you have to eat it mindfully. Very simple rule. Don't put things in your mouth. And I mean, how often, me also, I notice this with myself, how often do I eat something and I'm with my mind somewhere else? And I, uh, all in a sudden, I say to myself, but where is the food? You know, how come it's gone already? I have the feeling I didn't live the experience completely. So this is what is meant with when I say mindful eating, to be aware of what you're eating, to really focus, be in the moment there. It doesn't mean that you have to stare at your food and you're not allowed to talk to anybody. No, but when you're eating, when you're putting the stuff in your mouth, be aware of it. And okay. And after like... Your patient, for example, they realize all this, what you're saying, and you you investigate with them and they recognize, okay, yeah, it's related to stress, it's this, it's that, oh yeah, I'm eating uh, and I'm watching my phone or I'm thinking about work when I'm eating, or thinking about this problem at work when I'm eating. Okay, so, um, and then after that, like, how do you get to the result? Because, I mean, the goal is to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So then what happens? The, the, like by magic, they start to 
it but, much less and uh, run a marathon or what? No, no, the goal is that actually this is what I what I said in the beginning. Also, me, I'm not a nutritionist. Me, I'm only a psychologist. I help you to stay with a certain pattern. So my clients, they choose any diet that they want, whatever they think. Um, It's like a reasonable diet. It can be something from a magazine. It can be something from a book. It can be... Ah, so you, your, your mission with them, like the contract uh, between you and them is to, to help them uh, stick on a new habit, let's yes. say. Yes, I help them to build new habits and I help them to question their own thinking. This is like on the, at the base, you know. So this is, um, this is the, the first step, let's say, or the first part of my work. They come, I tell them, choose a diet, anything you want. Or it doesn't even have to be a diet from the magazine. It can be something that you create for yourself. You know, I don't know, I want to eat less carbs or whatever. And then I help you to stick with it and I help you to understand why you eat. I help you to, to, to see where actually, where are your pitfalls, you know, where you're always struggling at which point. And we, I help you to build new habits. This is the one part. But me also, I'm a, I'm a Buddhist therapist, so the, which means I use the methods of Buddhism um, within my psychological work. So the Buddhist philosophy. So this, this is my, my specialty and this is my background, let's say it like this. And often what I notice is that with the clients who come to talk to me about their weight, I often go into other topics also that are have on the surface nothing to do with losing weight. We often talk about what's the meaning of my life. We talk about death. We talk about um, love. You know, we talk about work. So because all of this is connected. And when they understand themselves on many other topics better, they are also understanding why they are... Uh, eating so much maybe they give also meaning uh, much more meaning they connect much more let's say what uh, the food they put in, in inside uh, their body they connect their body with their psychological life they connect their body spirit with uh, their meaning in life it's because everything is connected at the end this is what you exactly yeah and as i said before like food is like the continuation of life you know death is the opposite of this Death is stopping life. So also everything is kind of is connected, you know. So it's very uh, interesting. And me, I'm, when somebody comes to me, I can never tell you in which direction we go, you know, because everybody is different. For everybody, it's a different path. So me, I understand myself as somebody who takes you by the hand and we have a look at the obvious things, new habits, blah, 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 everything that I said already. And then let's see where it goes afterwards. And this, yeah, and this happens quite naturally. I'm not somebody, okay, now we talk about Buddhist uh, it psychology. It happens by itself. It happens by itself. These topics just show up. And what are the results that you see usually? The results that I see is that um, for the people, they, they are often very surprised how, how deep we go. You know, they think it's like coming to a They person. didn't expect that. They didn't expect that. I even have people who tell me, okay, we have to take a break. I have to... I have to reorganize my life. I realized I want to have a different job. Or I realized I need to work in a different pattern or whatever. And I realized I need to move, whatever, you know, there are many. And they say, okay, look, I want to figure things out. And then we come back to this. At the end, losing weight is a long process. And me, I always try to encourage the people that it's better to lose weight very slowly. Don't lose five, six, seven kilograms per month. Don't something. go on fast like crazy. No, no, don't do this because this is 
the goal is to build new habits. And the slower you build new habits, the firmer they are at the end. You know, it's better to lose two, maximum three kilograms a month, not more. So that at the end, if you want to lose, I don't know, 50 kilograms or 20 or whatever, it takes a long time. So it's very good because otherwise you lose the amount of weight that you want to lose within one or two months you will immediately go back to your old habits. Maybe not immediately, but maybe one, two, three months later, you know, because it's so hard to change your habits. So the slower you change it, the better it is actually, the, the easier it is to stick with them. Even then you are, you are skinny, because this is what I meant in the beginning. You have to learn how to think, uh, to think like a skinny person, because even a skinny person is, or a thin person is uh, regulating what they eat. What, what the person is eating. And this, you have to do it all your life. Everybody is doing this. Many people do it unconsciously because they don't have a problem with weight. But somebody who's struggling with weight has to do it for a very long time and needs to become something automatic. So if, for example, I say, okay, um, like today, I don't know, I weigh, uh, I don't know, 100 kilograms, for example. Okay, I want to go to 80. Mm -hmm. Example, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, like I, yeah, like uh, I can fast like quickly three months, let's say, and uh, then I weigh myself and I'm 80. Yeah. And uh, like, why it's, uh, isn't it a good way to, what, like, do, do you, in your experience, do you say that most of the people who would do this, they will go back to 100 kilogram again? Um, and if yes, why? Yes, they are, I mean, this example is, uh, it always depends. First of all, there, there are two things. First of all, it's about creating new habits. And yes, old habits, they are stick with you. Something that you've been doing for 20 years. It's not something that you can erase very quickly and have a new habit. Okay. So, so it's an illusion to say, oh, okay, now uh, I, I, I reached my goal. I, I'm weighing uh, the, the weight I want. Like, uh, let's say, for example, 80 or 60 or whatever. Mm -hmm. So... And I say, oh, now it's okay. And then all of a sudden, without that, I notice I will start gaining weight again and again. Yeah, this can happen. I mean, I'm not saying it happens for everybody. I've already seen people who, who lost weight in incredibly amounts. But most of the time it happens because they have like a very drastic event happening in their life. I don't know. They have to go to the hospital and then all of a sudden they realize that they have a big problem. You know, they are confronted with death or with somebody dying uh, close by of like maybe also weight issues or whatever so this usually it's more the case that you go back to your old habits it's like this the human is an is a human being is an animal of habit okay mm -hmm. um so this is one thing but also um studies have shown that if you lose more than three kilograms per month your body goes into a kind of um how do you say hunger mode he, the, your metabolism actually slows down and you burn less calories because the body says, okay, there's obviously like a hunger period here. You know, I have to slow down. I have to like be very, very, um, how do you say, um, have to save my energy. Mm -hmm. So actually losing weight becomes harder. You can eat like on a diet, but you don't lose weight a lot. And once you start eating normally again, which means going back to your old habits, your weight goes up so quickly because your body says oh who knows when the next hunger period comes I'm going uh, to as if the, the cells of the, ba the body re they react as if you're in a period of uh, f famine or yeah exactly 
Exactly. Oh, they say, oh, there is a shortage of food. So exactly. Let us store food now. Exactly. Oh, because it's... who knows when next time it's going to be. So this is this uh, very well-known yo-yo effect, they call it. Uh-huh. You know? So this is, it goes up and down, up and down. So, and this is exactly what I mean. You're losing weight. Then you say, oh, okay, now I reached the goal. My 80 kilograms, beautiful. Now I can eat again what I want. This is the thinking of somebody who will become overweight again. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who has a normal weight will always try to adjust what they eat and they observe what they eat. They don't control their eating necessarily strictly. Like you maintain the same habits uh, actually all your life. Yeah, exactly. It's not, uh, oh, okay, I'm going to make one or two months of uh, this kind of eating behavior. But after those two months, I'm going to... Uh, go into another behavior exactly imagine you would do a behavior like this uh, with your job for example you know okay so now two three months i'm going to work very very much you know and i want to have a good career and once i once i reach this point then i, I can will, relax i can, can relax then they kick you out <laughs> exactly so it's exactly the, you know the, like when you look at it, look at it in another aspect of your life you know then you, you see how ridiculous is this pattern it doesn't work and it doesn't work with weight neither, you know. Okay, now we are uh, coming at the end. Mm-hmm. I noticed that we talked, or you talked together, we talked a lot about food, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about exercise. Mm-hmm. I want to know why. Is like food more important than exercise? No, mm-hmm. but I'm a psychologist, <laughs> not a professional trainer. Of course, exercise yeah, is yeah, very Yeah, but important. you told me you're not a coach, you're not a nutritionist neither. Yes, yes, yes. No, it's true. No, of course, it's also about exercise. It's like, what does exercise mean for you? Why you don't do it? How can you implement it in your life? This is the other big uh, big part of how to lose weight, right? Like how to try to burn actually more of the energy than you put in your mouth. And what does it mean for you? Why is it hard? Of course, it's also a very important part of it. So what to do with the exercise? Like in general, in, what are the, what's the issue like? The issue, most of When you want to lose weight, uh, usually you're someone who hates to do exercise, or how does it work? Yeah, there are many people who don't... Like, first of all, imagine you are weighing 120, 130 kilograms or even more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, exercise is something that starts to be very, very hard on the body. Our body is not made to weigh that much. So even just going for a five minute run, you know, it's very frustrating. So how to deal with this, you know, to, this is again, something where you have to encourage the the, peop, the person to see this change very slowly. You know, for me in the beginning, when I have somebody who weighs that much, I'm trying to build new habits instead of taking the elevator, take the stairs or take the elevator only halfway and then walk the rest, the stairs, you know, uh-huh. Try small to, tricks like this. Small tricks like in, it's not about starting a huge exercise routine. This is not necessary. And this is also very hard for people who are, have a big job, who have family, you know, to put this in your daily life. Of course, it's possible, but it's hard. So instead of this, we focus on trying to walk more, trying to take the stairs, you know, trying like just the small exercises every here and there. And this helps a lot to to already get into this habit of moving more. We have to overcome this habit of sitting too much, of taking the car everywhere. Like just to to understand also that 
when you use your body, it's normal that you sweat. It's good that your heartbeat goes up to start to associate this with something good. And this is also something that um, is a new habit that we built and that at the end uh, leads to a very big change. You know? But you start very small. So again, it's not, oh, now I'm sitting in my couch and I'm thinking about uh, all this issue that I really want to lose weight. And I don't go like uh, decide uh, all in a sudden to take a membership at the gym and to start like crazy. Mm -hmm. It's better I decide that from now onwards and all my life, I'm going to start walking more. Exactly. And slowly, slowly you will walk more, you go more on stairs and then maybe one day you can even run or whatever. Yeah, I mean, depending yeah. on uh, age and weight and everything. It always depends. There are exercises we can do that are not that aggressive on the knees or something like this, like running, you know. Sure. It always depends where you're at right now, you know. This is like the starting point. You have to see what's this person able to do and what's this person not able to do, where to start, you know. So this is why I'm saying it's very different for everybody. But in general, me, I use this example. Imagine you are a pilot and you fly from Berlin to New York. Okay, and you put in your autopilot, you put the, the course, the de degrees on the latitude and magnitude or whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know. Like you put the, you know, the, the direction, yeah. The direction. Imagine when you put the, the degrees in the, in, the, in, the system? in the system and you just made the mistake by half a degree. Mm -hmm. Okay, but when your plane, so your plane takes off like half a degree more to the to the left, for example, you know, but you fly like this for, I don't know, 5,000 miles, you know, you're not going to end up in New York, you're going to end up, I don't know, in Australia or something like this, you know. So what I'm trying to say is like a small change. A very small in the change beginning. on the very long run, it's a huge change. Exactly. If you do it for a very long time, it changes so much, you know, just because you keep doing it, you keep doing it. But if you fly uh, for five kilometers to the left and then you go back where you wanted to go before, you're not going to change anything. Nothing really happened. Exactly. Okay. Conclusion. Anything special to say? No, losing weight is not just about the body, it's about the mind as well. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Let's go and eat a burger immediately. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.